بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين So far we've spoken about buyur, buying and selling We spoke about some of the virtues of buying and selling We looked at some of the transactions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم as well as some of the Sahaba We mentioned previously that in Islam everything is halal unless stipulated otherwise and whenever something in the chapter of buying and selling is prohibited, it's mainly due to one of four reasons. The first is there is interest involved, and we spoke about this in detail. The second category is that of gharar or jahala. There is a very big unknown. There is a very big risk and gamble you are taking. Your odds are almost zero. The third is darar where it comes to harm, you are harming yourself or somebody else. And the fourth is, the contract itself looks like it's okay, but it leads to haram. There are many ahadith wherein Rasulullah pointed out transactions which are haram. And inshallah, in this episode, we want to discuss some of these ahadith. Whenever there is money involved, especially with businessmen, we find that shaitan is haris and he tries his best to misguide the son of Adam. Hence, we find that there is a lot of deception and lies. Rasulullah mentioned in a hadith, The businessmen on the day of Qiyamah, they will be resurrected as fujjar, criminals, some of the worst of people. Except those who were pious and they were honest. A lot of times in the marketplace, there is jealousy, there is cheating. There are buyur or transactions which are prohibited that occur. Hence, in a hadith, Rasulullah mentioned, When it comes to a Muslim businessman, he should not sell over his fellow brother. What this means is, let's say you have a shop, you are a business person, and you have found a customer. You are about to sell him a product, let's say for $10. After that, he's almost about to agree. And I come to you and I say, you know what? I'll give it to you cheaper for $9. Or after he's agreed and he's bought it from you, then he sees me and I tell him, you know what? Go back and return that product that you got for 10 and I will give you for 9. This is haram. This is prohibited. Rasulullah said, Also, Rasulullah prohibited us from what is known as a najash. We mentioned before that najash is when a person is bidding for something that he doesn't want to buy. So let's say somebody is selling a car and you know that you don't want to buy it, but you just want to harm the other person who is bidding. So every time he puts a figure, he says 10,000, you say 11,000. Not because you want to buy it, you just want to harm him or because the seller is your friend and you want to benefit him. So every time he bids, you go higher. This is prohibited. Another meaning for a najash is if there is a product being sold, and you come as a third party, there is buyer and seller, you come as a third party and you start to praise this product and you say things that are not actually true. 
this is the best product in the market, this is the cheapest product in the market, etc., etc., mentioning things that are not even present, that are incorrect, that are fabricated and lies. Why? Because the person who owns the shop is a friend of yours. This is also a najash and it's prohibited. From the transactions which are prohibited in Islam, it is mentioned that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam naha an bay'i habalil habala. When it comes to a baby in the stomach of its mother, a baby animal, so whether it's cows, sheep, camels, horses, when this calf or sheep is still in the stomach, you cannot sell it. Why? Because there is gharar. It may come out alive, it may come out dead. This is especially prevalent today in horse racing. We find that people are buying and selling before the horse gives birth. It may come out alive, it may come out dead. There may be something wrong with it. So this is prohibited in Islam. Another transaction prohibited by Rasulullah is what is known as mulamasa. In those days when they wanted to sell some material or clothes, they wouldn't let the person see it. They would just say that whatever you feel, you are forced to buy it, whether you like it or not, whether you know what it is or not, and at whatever price they mention. In Islam, a person is allowed. In fact, he must know what he wants to buy, how it is he is allowed. It is his right to see it. That is why not only in Islam, but everywhere in the world, when you want to buy something, even a new phone, they always have one sample which is outside the box so you can see it, play with it, go through it. And this is extremely important, even when it comes to perfume. Sometimes you don't know what's in the box and someone says that, you know what, I can't open it for you. It's your right. You are allowed to ask them to open it. If they don't want to open it, you don't have to buy from them. But by right in Islam, they should open it. One may say, well, if I open the box, whether it's a phone or it's a perfume, I won't be able to sell it again or it will be cheaper because the seal is broken. Here we say, as long as you are dealing in such things, you have a lot of stock, keep one open as a sample. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in another hadith also prohibited what is known as tasriyah or ashat al-musarrah. What the people would do is they would tie the udders of the goats or the sheep so that it seems that the udder is very big and this animal has a lot of milk. They wouldn't milk it. After that, two, three days, few days, they would go and they would sell it. And the person who buys this would buy it thinking that this animal gives a lot of milk, only to realize when they got home that this animal did not give a lot of milk. So this is also prohibited. Some of the modern day examples, we find uh, people who are buying and selling online, sometimes they lie about their products or they take pictures or edit them in a way which is not how this product is in reality. So this is also prohibited. A Muslim should be honest. Also when buying and selling online, if somebody cannot see the sample or specimen, you have to describe it in a way that a person has enough knowledge about this product so he knows what he's buying. Also in another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Hakim ibn Hizam that la tabi' ma laysa indak. You must not sell that which you don't own. So for example, if you have a car and 
I sell your car to somebody else. They give me the money and then I come to you and say, you know what, now I want to buy this car because I've already sold it. A person is not allowed to do that. You sell something after you own it. And there is detail when it comes to these masail, especially when it comes to our modern day, nawazil, modern day uh, masalas. So these are just some of the few transactions that are prohibited in Islam. And we mentioned the reasons for this. There is a gharar or jahala, there is a very big unknown, or there is barar, there is harm. You are harming yourself or somebody else. Bi'ithnillah, in the next episodes, we will start looking at some of the etiquettes a Muslim businessman should have. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness. Ameen. Sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.